Uh, it's Ghosticles time! It is! Yay! Uh, it's good to be back after our little, our tiny little hiatus last we week. We did. Sorry, everyone. Thanks for understanding. What was that? It was life, a big week. It's a big week. Well, it's Genji, week. Genji had surgery. He did. Um, nothing, nothing, uh, you know, life-threatening. It was just a preventative to help his breathing as he gets mm-hmm. older. Mm-hmm. Brachycephalic breeds, that is to say, flat-faced dogs. Smush-nosed doggies. Uh, tend to have a lot of breathing problems as they get older because they have the same length of soft palate as uh, more traditionally muzzled dogs do. And so it kind of blocks their windpipe as it gets older. And the, I guess the... The effort of having to breathe around it's why they snore so much. The effort yeah. of breathing around it can wear out the cartilage in their trachea and cause their tracheas to collapse. Oh, no. And then there's really not a whole lot they can do about that except do a tracheotomy, which is, like, awful. So we're yeah. like, we're going to go ahead. So we had his nose holes widened. Yes. <laughs> to help his breathing. And they, we had his uh, soft palate trimmed, which is a very routine surgery. Very normal, but not easy. For flat-faced dogs. Not easy. There's a bit of a recovery time, but I'm happy to say Genji is doing real well. Yeah. Like, he doesn't seem bothered by any of it at all. We haven't had that. His breathing is way better than it was. Like, he doesn't snore nearly as much, and he just seems to have more energy and be more alert. Oh, good. He's always kind of, like, well, Jack and I were having this conversation downstairs a few minutes ago. Like, he was saying, yeah, if you ever meet someone that just doesn't get very good sleep because perhaps they suffer from sleep apnea. They're just always kind of in a haze. Mm-hmm. That's kind of how Genji's been for the past couple of years. Like, he's Aww. just not a very energetic dog. Um, but now he's like, he's kind of, he's a, little he's a puppy again. Yeah, yeah it's great. So that's can't nice. wait for, thank you guys for watching Gus. No while, problem. While Genji recovers. We've we just don't him. want him to pull out his stitches. Yeah, no. And we know Gus he will be was... like, what's that, Yank? Yeah, Gus is actively trying to pull out our other dog's stitches, and they don't have stitches. <laughs> so they love it. They love it. It's really funny because he and Dexter will play constantly. Yeah. But then Dot, is she's a cele- she has to maintain her superiority. She's and like, so, I'm still the queen, bitch. Yeah, she can't just let him play with her whenever he wants. So she likes to yell at him. <laughs> but then she will grace him with a play. And then basically they just vogue at each other. It's <laughs> the funniest thing. I they just it. like three quick movements it. and then they freeze and look at each other. And then three quick movements and they freeze. It's, <laughs> it's one of my favorite things. I oh my God, it. you got you to catch it on film. Yeah, or I on will. Video, I'll try not to. film. Who uses film anymore? I have made very fun videos for you guys. <laughs> yes, Jamie has found the app where you can... My pet, my talking m- pet. My talking pet or something. And called. so I'm getting a slew of... <laughs> Uh, much welcomed slew <laughs> of cute videos of our dogs yeah, talking in true. Jamie's voice. It's true. Um, <laughs> Gus, Gus ends every one of his videos. Oh, this is Gus. Yeah. <laughs> We've noticed that. It, this, it, this I wish Gus. you could see, like, I, I smile when I see them, but Brandon loses his mind. <laughs> Brandon becomes five and he's like, ah, you're talking. Ah. Oh, this is Gus. Like, you know. <laughs> this is Gus. <laughs> Gus and Dexter have very similar voices, but Gus hits all of his consonants. Dexter doesn't. <laughs> That's the difference. Dexter doesn't have time. He's too busy doing things. He's really important and he likes to do stuff. <laughs> That's, that's now our Genji voice is going to have to change because he sounds different now. He doesn't snore as much. So now it's, not as, it's not going to be so much this anymore as it's going to be more like, you know, hey, whatever. Yeah. I'm going to talk hey, like this now. He's going to sort of have this sort of, I don't know, Canadian, professory, professory Canadian vibe like to him. I like that. Hey. I don't know why. He's he a French Canadian like bulldog. <laughs> <laughs> I like uh, it. All right, let's okay, get to ghosting. So, 
the, the, the dogs are good. That's the all dogs of are that good. is to say the dogs are and good. And that's why, that, but that's part of the reason um, that we're all, we, you and me both are doing a lot of recording these days on stuff we can't yes. talk about yet, but we've been very, very busy. We have been busy. For all it's the true. good things. It's true. I got are to you do starting? some, I got to do some mocap. Mm. Yeah. I can't talk about it's what, fun, but it was it? really cool. Was it your face? It was my, yeah, facial, yeah, facial mocap. And then they're like, try to move your face a lot. And you're like, I can't not. <laughs> like, yeah, I can't. What are you telling me? The challenge would be to ask me not to move my face. Right, exactly. Okay, right. so let's get into the ghost stories. That's what people are here for. Yes, of course. You Thank just you. get the dogs anyway. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, let me start with, this one comes from Joshua. Joshua says, hello, Jamie and Michael. Hello, Joshua. Um, my name is Joshua, and I've been a fan of your work for a very long time. I first found your podcast while looking for something spooky to listen to at work or when I'm trying to go to sleep. That's smart. And, and there she goes with <laughs> I got our your grid. ghost detecting light. It's my ghost grid. <laughs> I'm looking to see. You're just doing a kind of control right now? To, yeah. Okay. Um, I started at episode 22, Joshua says, and worked my way up until now. You two are great and what you do, uh, at what you do, and I hope to see more spooky things come into the podcast. Also, a small suggestion. Could you guys do a Ghoul Intentions episode on Lizzie Borden or Elizabeth Bathory? <gasps> Funny you should mention that, Joshua. We have <laughs> thought about it. That's true. We have. We probably will. Um, both... The, th the problem, though, with doing those is that they have been so overdone. Right. No, I shouldn't say overdone, but they're done by every podcast that yeah. covers this stuff has done one on them. And I'm, we want to find a way to make it unique and original rather than just rehashing all the research stuff, that, yeah. that other people have been doing for years and years and years. But they are two subjects we are definitely looking at because I love both of them. Um, as subjects, I don't really, Elizabeth Bathory doesn't seem like a very lovable person. She may be and now. She, she is. Maybe, I don't know. Has it been long enough? As of <laughs> it's too soon. As of today, at the age of 27, I love horror and anything spooky. My story happened when I was younger and I've never told anyone. Growing up, I wasn't allowed to watch horror movies because I was such a fearful child. And if my mother caught me, I would get in trouble, even if I didn't choose to watch that horror movie. Didn't help that I would often have nightmares of the Michael Jackson music video thriller when he would transform <laughs> into a werewolf or werecat, which plagued me for several years. I had the same experience. It was scary. It was terrifying. I watched it because Vincent Price did the voiceover, and then I was like, oh, this is actually scary. Yeah. Um, I also eye, it's have, the eyes that got me. Yeah, and, and even then we had no idea how scary. Uh, I also have a small fear of water, uh, which was because my paternal grandparents lived next to a canal. My grandmother would often say to stay away from the water or else the alligator would come out and get me, or she would just tell the story of the pitchfork man. Wow, your grandmother sounds delightful. What's the pitchfork man? I don't man? know. Uh, then if it Joshua, tell us what the pitchfork I, I man know. is. Well, maybe, maybe I guess mentions it's a man again. with a pitchfork. Well, probably, but what does he have to do with... Does he come up out of the canal? Ugh. With an alligator? Why can't he kill the alligator? Um, <laughs> we need more I information. Feel like, I feel like this canal can't be big enough for the both of them. Um, <laughs> they fight. You're probably right. Uh, then, if it weren't for the nightmares of the music video or the canal-dwelling reptiles, my father would hide in the dark and jump out at me to scare me for fun. Fun. That is fun. No wonder you were a fearful child. You were like, every fucking day, my grandmother's making shit up about men with pitchforks and alligators coming out of the canal. My father is... Uh, there's Michael Jackson is coming to me in my dreams. <laughs> It's too much. It's uh, too, too much, much. Too much. Overload. It happened so much that when I would have to go to the bathroom, I would ignore the urge to go until the morning or when my father would be getting up, uh, get, get up ready. For, uh, when my father would be up getting ready for work. This, however, was different. I got up after being spooked twice um, as the urge was unbearable. I couldn't find my glasses and the light switch didn't work. So I was in complete darkness. When I found my way out of my bedroom and walked toward the bathroom, I saw her. Ew. She was tall, dressed in white, 
with long black hair. It was as if she walked through the front door and was walking towards the back, toward the backyard. She didn't turn towards me, but kept gliding her way toward the backyard. That was the first time. The second time, when I was spending the night at my cousin's house, where I saw her again, this time she walked across the pool and faded into the night. Mm -hmm. I don't know what or who she is, or maybe it was because I had recently seen the remake of The Grudge and my mind was playing tricks on me. Nightmare. I don't know. Another supernatural thing that had occurred. I think of the grudge when people stick their heads through roofs, like on the, not through roofs, but when they go into the attic and stick their head up. It's like, have you not seen the grudge? I'm like, what are you doing? Um, another supernatural so thing. It really stuck with me. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's wise. Don't just stick your head up in an attic, but yeah. they're kind of designed for, for you, you to, to do that. Your, don't have, fuck an attic. This is why I like to go back to it. God, I saw a footage, piece of footage early, earlier today that I just found. It's been around for a while, but I just found it for the first time today. And it's really terrifying. It's like a... I think they're Spanish ghost hunters and they're going up an attic, fucking attic. And they're going mm -hmm. up to one of the hatch attics and uh, he looks up and then like the, the person he's with is like, come, come back down, come back down. And so he comes back down and as he, she's got the camera trained on him. It's like a handheld uh, like phone camera or something. And as he's coming back down the little ladder, you see a face very clearly just pop out of the darkness and back in no. as he as he's turning around. Like oh, he doesn't see I it, but I've she does. It's that. fucking terrifying. It's probably fake, but it's a good it's fake. It's a good fake. Yeah. Um, sorry. I mean, if you're gonna to... fake, it should be good. Yeah. If you're gonna if you're gonna cheat, get an A. I saw one. Was it? I saw one recently. Of yesterday, I was watching it with like creepy things that happen in abandoned buildings, mm -hmm. and these guys are like upstairs in an abandoned building, and weird stuff had been happening, and they finally start to hear like someone who's doing their low, deep demon voice, like, get out of here, or I'm gonna fucking kill you, or whatever. Yeah, that whole thing. And one guy's like, we have to get out of here. And the other guy is like, dude, don't try to come up here and try anything. Like, I won't be disrespected like that. And the other guy's like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> and he's like, well, how are we gonna get out of here? And he's like, we're jumping. And then the guy that the guy that's like all tough about it is like, I'm not jumping. And he's like, bye. And he like <laughs> kind of hangs out the side and then falls. And the other guy's recording him and he just runs off. And he's like, peace. He doesn't even say goodbye. He runs off. He comes back later. But he's like, I'm getting the fuck out of here. And that's, just leaves his friend. It's like, well, no, he's not disrespecting you. He's GTFOing. That's that would be you though, really, if we were in an attic together and I was like, well, hang on, Jamie, you'd be gone. You'd be like, bye, whoop, out the window. And I'd be like, all right, well, it, okay. That's right. I'll, I'll meet you at the Starbucks. If you wanted to stay. Yeah, that's what we should have. Anytime we go anywhere, we have to have a meeting location, have meeting location for location when I mail. <laughs> that's just good planning. Right. Uh, sorry, back to Joshua's story. Another supernatural thing that had occurred was when my family and I gotten, had gotten two wide and hefty china cabinets. Sorry, I made it sound like the family got too wide. Um, <laughs> we had to get bigger china cabinets. Sorry, a lot. that was my fault. I read it wrong. Uh, the family and I had gotten two wide and hefty china cabinets from a... It's so hard to say. Had gotten two hefty china cabinets that were also wide from a deceased relative's home. I was the only one who had had an experience uh, when I was in the living room. And my mother happened to walk in in front of the kitchen. Uh, for a short while, you would hear three distinct knocks as if someone or something wandered out of the china cabinet. My mother and I looked at each other as if we'd hoped either one of us had heard it. She joked that it was my great-grandparents whose house they, uh, that uh, we were, wait, sorry. She joked that it was my great-grandparents whose house that we were living in didn't like where the cabinet was placed. Um, I guess I take that to mean like the house doesn't like the new cabinet. Um, when it was moved, the knocking stopped. Hope the story humors you and keep up the good work on everything you do. 
What oh. one's out of the china cabinet? I know. I have a china cabinet, a hutch, really. And uh, what is the difference between a china cabinet and a hutch? I guess a hutch has doors, doesn't it? And a china cabinet or a hutch, a china no. cabinet is just a. I think doesn't necessarily have your doors. I think they're the same thing, but mine doesn't just hold china, so I call it a hutch. Do you know what else you can call it? This is something that my mother knows because of her antiquing: a pie safe. Yeah, it doesn't have locks though. Yeah, neither does mo most of them. It's just but a it's place not to open. I thought a pie safe you have to. It has to be open to let the pies breathe. No, it's just uh, they don't have to. They they have either slats uh, mm -hmm. in the doors or they have uh, was very proud. The one my mother has, it's like a, an aluminum, uh, like the it's a it's a wood frame with like a sheet of aluminum where the door should be, and it's perforated, right? Uh, like in like a star or flower pattern or something pretty yeah. like that. But that lets the air in. So yeah, the pie I don't have any perforation on mine. Mm. I feel like between the three, you have. Most haunted, if you buy it from somewhere, is going to be that pie safe. That's yes. going to be haunted. Ghost that's and really then, protective of its pies. That's right. And then and it's probably older and has more of a commitment to that fucking piece of furniture. And then you go to the china cabinet. I think that's going to be second most haunted, followed mm. by the hutch. <laughs> so I'm going to say who wants to haunt a hutch? Right. <laughs> the hutch is so ghetto. Yeah. That's the ghetto. That's like the, that's the, yeah. The hutch is like the the best western of haunts for ghosts. It's like you right. Have, <laughs> yeah. Hutch is, is just an, another. Pie safe is the Marriott of it's haunts. It's the same name as a guy named Hunter. He's also named Hutch. It's the same thing. <laughs> I think. You can't haunt a He's person's a, name like that. Hutch her. sounds like a private detective with a drug problem. It's true. Anyway, so go on. Sorry if story? anyone's listening named Hutch, but you've got a we're, great and, not haunted and, name. And we're just sorry that you're called Hutch. I'm right. really. That's right. I feel bad for you. Thank you, Joshua. For could be time. worse. You could be called Michael. <laughs> or Jamie. Okay. <laughs> this is from Sally. Part of me has always believed in the existence of ghosts and other entities, though I'd never had any personal experiences with them. That is until I started listening to this podcast. You're welcome. <laughs> it's funny because when I heard that many people had started having paranormal experiences after listening, I honestly secretly hoped that would be the case for me because wouldn't that be cool? Well, <laughs> I guess I got my wish. What you wish for. After meeting Michael at Rhode Island Comic Con, which, by the way, was a delight. Thanks for being so kind. I naturally went home and decided to binge as many episodes as I could that day. Everything seemed normal when I went to bed the next night, save for the fact that I woke up the next morning with feelings of apprehension due to a nightmare I'd had. That's that's why I can't listen to shit like this at night. God, it but I get me. you, though. I love Night is the best time. Yeah, but then I, I got to have early a in the morning. palate cleanser before I go to bed or I will have nightmares. No, oh, that's fair. Yeah, I work out a lot of stuff in my dreams. And so if that's I watch a sign something, of intelligence. Is it? Yeah. It's a, it's a sign of being tired. <laughs> the next day. Although um, we did have a psychic who said that when you sleep and you're dreaming a lot or you wake up and you're exhausted as if you hadn't slept and you know you had a good night's mm -hmm. sleep, that um, it is your body is your like spirit guides or whatever are training you and teaching you and you're growing and evolving and so you're busy spiritually when you're mm -hmm. asleep and that's why you're so tired so you're like at a hot box gym yeah for the spirit yes. while you sleep that sounds yes. kind of awful i know <laughs> i'm not gonna lie take like, a oh, fucking great. break <sighs> go brain ahead. okay so anyway <laughs> you might have nightmares if you listen to this and then go to bed uh uh let's see but nightmare i'd had i don't didn't think anything of it as i tend to have nightmares a lot and end up forgetting them anyway so i got up and went 
to get ready for my day. As I went to shower, I suddenly noticed something strange. There on my leg was a large red handprint. The fingertips were clearly indented into my skin as if someone had grasped my leg hard to cause the marks. I held my own hand up to the mark, noticing that it was larger than my own. Smart first instinct. Is this me? Did I grab myself? (laughs) No, I didn't. All right, now I can freak out. That explains the dream I had about... (laughs) about grabbing that giant sausage. Right. (laughs) I held my own hand up to Mark. Okay, I just read that. I immediately snapped a picture to make sure I had evidence and wasn't just imagining things. I ended up sending it to my parents to see what they would say. My dad, who was an avid non-believer in ghosts and spirit, spirits chalked it up to the way I slept, saying that it was probably my own handprint. However... My mom, who was a big believer in the supernatural, quickly fought against my dad, stating that the handprint seemed too large to be my own, and the placement of it was strange also. I wouldn't have been able to get my hand in such a position comfortably without knowing or doing it on purpose. I like the idea that this is a text back and forth. And yeah. Like she sends it to her parents, and then her parents start bitching back and forth at each other. <laughs> I enjoyed it. <laughs> the occurrence freaked me out, though. Um, I ended up brushing, brushing it off and going about my day. Later that night, I made the mistake of falling asleep on my couch, causing me to wake up at 2 a.m., still fully clothed and annoyed at myself. Anyway, I dragged myself to my bedroom to try and fall back asleep in my own bed. But, of course, I was wide awake at this point, so I laid down, trying hard to force myself back to sleep. After a while of tossing and turning, unable to do so, I started to hear some strange noises. At first, it just sounded like someone was playing music outside. It was muffled and melodic, though I couldn't really make it out. I thought it was strange, but just ignored it. Then I felt something. Mm -hmm. A pressure came down next to me on the bed as if someone had laid down on my side. I immediately freaked (sighs) out and jumped way out of the bed, only to see that nothing was there. I tried to calm my racing heart and climbed back into bed, making sure to move to the side I'd felt the pressure, thinking that maybe I could deter the occurrence from happening again if I was there to block it. I don't know what kind of logic that is, but for some reason it seems smart to me. I like it. I think it's, I think it makes sense. You can't fucking sit down if I'm laying there. Um, As I tried to, once again, fall back asleep, I felt a chill on the back of my neck and the same pressure returned, this time on my other side. Whatever this thing was, it seemed to really want to sleep next to me. I quickly jumped away again, thinking it would be better to just spend the night on the couch. (sighs) Ever since that night, I've been experiencing similar sensations and strange noises, and though it is very unsettling, I think I'm becoming used to it. Again, I'll never say I experienced anything like this in my life before, so I suppose I should thank you two for perhaps indirectly causing this or making me more susceptible to this kind of activity. But seriously, I do love your podcast, so thanks for all the hard work you put into it. Maybe I'll have more stories in the future. I love your attitude, Sally. Sorry, I'm, I do apologize it's, if our podcast gave you a supernatural cuddle buddy. Right. I'm I'm sorry, but also good for you. Great attitude. Yes. Like, I, I, I agree. I agree. I mean, not so scared. Like it's like, scary well, in that moment. I'm gonna, I'm gonna make a little noise while I put my noise. computer in. Ah, uh, yes. There okay. you go. All right. Uh, but yeah, Oof. good story. Oof. Okay. I had that happen to me. I had that. I had the, the whole. You know, feeling yeah. something get up next to you in the bed, and the, oh, it's not pleasant. It's not pleasant right. um, when when it's a ghost. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, I don't like it. I, don't I like mean, it. if you are, and maybe it's just me, but if I'm sleeping, sleeping, mm-hmm. it's not pleasant if it's a real person. That's a oh, living fair. human being. It's like, don't touch me. I'm sleeping now, and I'm fair. about to turn my internal temperature up thirty degrees. 
Yeah, I can't. So if you touch me, I'm going to start sweating. I can't cuddle. I can't, I can't cuddle and sleep. I can cuddle for can a little cuddle. bit. I can fall yeah. asleep, but then It's like I as gotta... a preamble to bed, I'll cuddle. But then I'm like, okay, good night. And then night. we have to roll over, roll over on our sides and be like, Stop looking at my now face stop and breathing me. on me. Thank you. I love you so much. Night. <laughs> <laughs> now we got a king bed finally, and it's oh, just yeah. changed everything. So great. We can cuddle, and then it's like we just have this so much real estate. To make, yeah. like, sheet angels in. <laughs> I, uh, I was driving on the highway, and I thought of your bed because uh, something huge and white had exploded all over the highway. <laughs> well, and they had somebody, like, blocking off. And it was so just naturally like, we think of my bed. It looked like pieces of, like, a big mattress had just mm. exploded. And I was like, but that's one of those clouds that exploded out of its box. We don't have a cloud. We have a Casper. A Casper. Which is even better. It seemed appropriate. Yeah, that works. That works, too. A Casper. And it's, it's, you said, I think you described very, it as cloud-like. So. It is very cloud-like. There yeah. is, I think there is a mattress called the cloud, isn't there? Oh. It? Well, something mattressy exploded on the highway, and I thought of you. Maybe. Well, I'm glad it wasn't ours. Yeah, me too. Ours got delivered. Um <laughs> Anyway, okay. so this is from uh, Rachel. Uh, it's Rachel again. She says, hi, Jamie and Michael. I submitted the story about the helpful ghost in Ghost Schools 13. With your November theme of haunted colleges slash universities, I just had to submit another of my stories. Niagara University in Lewiston, New York is definitely haunted. Most notably, the dorm building named Clet Hall, pronounced Clay. Well, thanks. Um, <laughs> you could have put that before. Clay Hall. <laughs> but it looks, it's spelled C-L-E-T, Clet. Which I'm glad it's pronounced Clay because I imagine that's a lot of misunderstandings that can yeah, arise. Otherwise, mm, to give a little history on the university. It was established in 1856 as the College and Seminary of Our Lady of Angels. The first building constructed on the site was Clay Hall, built in 1860. Tragedy struck only four years later. On December 5th, 1864, a fire completely gutted the wooden interior of the building, and one of the seminary students perished in the flames, uh, one Thomas Hopkins by name. Over 150 years later, Hopkins still resides in the old building. The interior of the building, of course, has been rebuilt, modernized, and it now serves as one of several dorm buildings for the university's students. Of course. As luck would have it... Otherwise, it would be maintenance. Right? <laughs> as luck would have it, I was assigned to Clay Hall as my dorm for my freshman year, way back in 2000. Being a wide-eyed, impressionable freshman in a famously haunted dorm, I was treated to the laundry list of known experiences from my upperclassmen co-residents. They included faucets and lights seeming to turn on and off by themselves, doors opening and closing by themselves, and the fact that Hopkins seemed to have an affinity for modern technology, namely computer mice. Mm -hmm. Uh, whether it was a peripheral mouse or a desktop or a trackpad on a laptop, Hopkins would take control of it so that it would appear to go crazy and drag the cursor all over the screen. <laughs> Hopkins is like, easiest fucking Ouija planchette ever. Ever, yeah. Um, that you is. Put just let put letters on the screen and let him spell something out. Ooh. Or at least you could have. It just makes me think that someone's like hacked into my computer. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I'm like, is it time? Now, is it? Yeah. but in 2000, uh, it would have been like mm, fair. different. Uh, so uh, Hopkins would take control of it so that it would appear to go crazy and drag the cursor all over the screen. That is until you asked him to stop. Well, that's nice. During my time in the dorm, I had two run-ins with Hopkins. One was in the morning while I was cleaning up and getting ready to head to classes for the day. There were three sinks in the bathroom, but I was standing in front of the middle one, combing my hair. All of a sudden, the faucet on the sink to my left turned on by itself. It remained on for about a minute, then turned off, though I didn't see the knobs turn at all. Not cool. The second was at night in my dorm room while working on homework on my laptop. As I went to use my mouse, it suddenly went crazy, the cursor flying around the screen without any rhyme or reason. I tried every trick I knew to get it back under control, but nothing appeared to work. 
Finally, I just blurted out, okay, Hopkins, that's enough. And the cursor suddenly stopped and remained still. That's the one that gets you. It's like, it could, I mean, you could explain it away with a bunch of things, but when you say to stop. And it's like, okay. And it doesn't. And you're like, mm. When I tried to move it myself, it was, again, back under my control. I suppose I really should have known that the haunting was real when the ghost of Hopkins was mentioned in the freshman welcome video created by the <laughs> university itself. <laughs> <laughs> Don't bitch it us later. We're telling you about that ghost now. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, due diligence. Um, that's it for this story, but there's plenty more where that came from. I will hopefully get around to submitting some more later. Please do, Rachel. That was fun. That, that was, was good. Great. Woo. All right. At least the ghost stops when you ask. That's true. It's polite. Jessica says, hey, Jamie and Michael. It was Hi. great. Hi. <laughs> it was great seeing you at GalaxyCon this November and finally getting to meet Jamie in person after hearing her voice the podcast for so long. <laughs> Thank you, Jessica. I really hope you can come back to more shows up here. I promise to drag my wife to every one of them. So at the show, I mentioned to Michael that I'd sent in the ghost story about the thing that followed me in college. Yes. So here goes. Uh, her wife, by the way, hates our stories, and she came to the live show. And she's so brave. <laughs> she was my favorite. And powerful. It was amazing. It's great. I love and, uh, it. And I gave, she gave Michael just the amount of shit that he needed. I love just it. The I right love amount. it. All, it was really all good. the shit that I deserved. It was and very more. fun. We had a God, it was so fun. <laughs> I attended college at St. Cloud State. That's funny. <laughs> Your cloud state exploded all over our highway. Uh, <laughs> Not St. Casper. <laughs> no. Sound cloud. Uh, in Minnesota back in the early 2000s and was one of the founders of the Pagan Group on campus. <laughs> of course you were. Nice. We spent weekly meetings discussing different subjects like auras, past lives, and rituals, but didn't actually cast any spells. It was more like a meeting of the minds across different traditions than anything else. And inevitably, we always ended up talking about ghosts and weird stuff we'd seen on campus, and there was always a lot. During one of our meetings, we all decided to check out the local campus condemned and closed building, because what campus doesn't have one? Ours was Lawrence Hall. Also, don't all campuses have a Lawrence Hall? I feel like they do, or should. Probably. Okay. <laughs> Which was a four-story building with a rickety old fire escape on the side and completely closed off. We weren't stupid enough to break in, so instead we walked around the building and peered into the windows, talking about the many rumors around campus for what had supposedly happened to the building. You know, fires, suicides, dead students covered up by the college, the usual campus stories. <laughs> I should say that I had a lot of strange experiences on that campus throughout my college life, so seeing shadows of what might have been former students passing by the dark windows isn't what, or inside, wasn't that expected. And it's, uh, and has, and I've seen them there more than once. I got lost, sorry. However, <laughs> what was strange was the distinctly warm feeling that settled on my right shoulder that night and curled down my back as if something had decided to play parrot. It was extremely warm, but not burning. More like uh, standing a bit too close to a campfire, but just far enough away. And I could only feel it in those places, on my shoulder and down my back. I thought it was weird, but also assumed it was sort of psychosomatic because of all the ghost talk. That seemed only confirmed when we split up for the night and went back to our dorms, and the feeling disappeared as if it were nothing. But it wasn't gone. The next week, we were having a meeting and discussing one of our many topics in our usual meeting spot, and the feeling returned. 
resting on my shoulder and hanging down my back as I listened. At the same time, one of the other members sat up a bit and started giving me strange looks. When we finally took a break, I asked her what she was seeing, not wanting her to bias her answer just yet. She replied that there was something sitting on my shoulder that was distinctly red, orange, and yellow, and almost dragon or gargoyle-like, and had been watching for she had been watching it for almost the entire meeting. I confirmed what she was seeing matched what I felt and assured her it didn't hurt or feel threatening, just curious, like it too was listening to our discussion. She dubbed it Roy due to the color pattern, (laughs) red, orange, and yellow, Uh, and the meeting went on without a hitch. Roy stayed with me throughout my four college years of college. He'd appear during the group meetings almost every week and even took to sitting on my shoulder when I did homework or was in class discussing anything that really interested me. Apparently, whatever he was, he also shared a love for world cultures and anthropology, as that was my major. His presence actually became comforting to me as I lived my college life. Sadly, once I graduated and moved off campus, he did not follow. I've thought I felt him a couple of times over the years, but it's never been as strong or long lasting. I have been back to campus and the same building has been refinished and is a dorm again now. And I've even stopped by quietly saying hi to Roy and that I hope he's found someone else he's interested in. I still have a huge love for the same subjects and even use them in my writing. And every time I remember the strange, warm feeling of something sitting on my shoulder with its tail resting down my back, leaning forward with an interest to look at whatever I was doing. Anyway, I'd love to hear your thoughts about what he was. And below are a couple of links to the stories. And then she gave us some links, which is awesome. Uh, Love you both, Jessica. Wow. And she also submitted in the pipes below and the story of her now wife's brother visiting her in a dream and asking yeah. her. That's one of my favorite stories too. So. Ooh. Yeah. I have no idea what Roy could have been. I know. Some kind I of. I love the description of a gargoyle like a, though. Sounds like an elemental or something. Yeah. This, I, that's, it could be. Ooh. Like that. Yeah. I like it. It is good. God, he was friendly. Yeah. I mean, that's the main thing, right? Yeah. It's, and helpful. And into anthropology. Like, oh. Well, and how cool is it to have that experience, like feel like something's here and down your back and not know what it is because you wouldn't think it was a bird type shaped thing. (laughs) You're like, it's not. Until someone's like, what is on your shoulder? (laughs) (laughs) And you're like, oh God, no. Oh, thank God you saw it. Okay. Okay. Last, last Last one. This is like a little update. It's really cute. Um, This is from Ellie. Ellie says, you okay? I just realized you read my haunted library story in Ghost Schools 39 and I forgot to put something in. Uh, Laugh my ass off. Thank you, ADHD. (laughs) (laughs) I think I know who is haunting the library and hopefully putting the goddamn Beast Quest books in order for me. That's nice. As I wrote in my previous submission, I get emails from my coordinator saying that volunteers have died. Got one recently, in fact. It's always kind of sad, but who knows? They might come back, LOL. And I think an old (laughs) volunteer is my kid's section king. Where I sit behind the counter, I always have to pull the stool out because I can't lean on the wall because of these like project bags that have some little toys and books in it that uh, were donated by the family of a volunteer who loved the library and spent a lot of time there. His name is, was, Peter. Hopefully I'll be able to have some more experiences as I left my hell job so I can become a wench at a village pub. Yeehaw! So you said you left your hell job? Okay. Um, Out of the frying pan into the fire. I know. Oh, a winch at a pub. Good luck. Uh, Pub's got to be haunted too. Let us know. (laughs) Anyway, she says, I'm sorry if this makes like actually zero sense because it's 4 a.m. and I'm very tired. Love you. XX. (laughs) Um, Actually, Ellie did tweet us 
a picture, like a, she took a short little video of the library, yeah. kind of just to give you an idea. Mm-hmm. So if you go to our Twitter, you can see uh, that re- we retweeted it for her so you could see that library and yeah. kind of what it looks like. That's so. cool. It's pretty cool. Okay. Yeah. Helpful ghost. I like Very that. helpful. Not, Very helpful. I would haunt a library. Uh, I know. I, I, would. I doubt libraries will still be around by the time I'm dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it'll be. I'll haunt the one library I'd haunt the world. someone's Kindle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what they'll have. They'll have like, people haunt, attached gonna, to Kindles. I'm going to haunt an Amazon warehouse. That'll be perfect. That'll suck. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, Nightmare. oh, is this hell? It's not, there are not books there. <laughs> I know. Yeah, great. Where are the books? Yeah, I, I, I found all the Cuisinarts. I don't... <laughs> okay, so really quickly, before we go this weekend, we will be in Dallas yes. for the Anime Dallas. Right. Um, and I believe we're going to be having a panel for the podcast. I think so. So just check, you know, we probably have already made an announcement for it by the time this comes out. But yeah. we'll let you know specifics. Um, and thank you all for your submissions. Keep on sending them in to ghoulintentions.com. Uh, it's at the top of the menu there. And... Um, Thanks for understanding the little hiccup last week. Yes, we really appreciate, appreciate you. that. And hopefully things will be easygoing from here on out. <laughs> Knock wood. Knock on wood. Uh, all right. So thank you guys again. And remember, it's, it's okay, okay to, to sleep, sleep with, with the, the lights, lights on. on.